From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. The Chiefs pick up Patrick Mahomes' fifth-year option, and that is not something that is very surprising. This is your Google Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs news story of the day. On Thursday, Kansas City picked up Patrick Mahomes' fifth-year option. Uh, at this point, he is expected to be signing a long-term deal, maybe this offseason. It possibly could be next offseason. Uh, at this point, we really don't know. Uh, Brett Veach was actually talking to PFT a little earlier in the week, and he talked about it, uh, that it could be something that is going to be done this year. It could be something that's done next year. They're going to have to look at that and, and see how they can get it to fit in. But Patrick Mahomes' fifth-year option did get picked up. Uh, that is the Google News story of the day. Uh, again, this is not a surprise. It just gives them more time to really get into a situation where they can get Patrick Mahomes signed to a long-term deal. One of the things that Brett Beach talked about with uh, PFT was that he is expecting Patrick Mahomes to play his entire career in Kansas City. He doesn't expect that he's going to be going anywhere else. Uh, that is what they want, and that is what they're going to be working towards. Obviously, that's not going to be determined on this one contract, but it is a starting point. So going to be very interesting to watch how that shakes out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, one of the other things, obviously, this Ryan's talked about this a little bit, uh, but one thing I do want to touch on, there is a little bit more information about Bashad Breeland than we originally knew. It sounds like he was already known to be getting a four-game, possibly a four-game suspension back from a substance abuse issue from 2019. So that is something, and that is probably the reason he wasn't signed in the offseason by any teams, uh, because they knew that this was coming. That is, I'm not going to say it's surprising uh, after what the arrest report is showing right now uh, with Bashad Breland. But it does make you wonder a little bit more about their decision-making not going to go be looking for another corner. Uh, and we will get into that in the second segment. I do want to talk about that specific question as we're going to be getting into a mailbag for the Chiefs this year. Uh, so you look at the Bashab Breeland situation. He is looking to miss some time uh, with the new CBA and with the way they've changed uh, when it comes to marijuana. It's possible that he might not miss near as much time as he would in the past. But it is expected that he's going to miss a game or two. That's going to make it very interesting to see what Kansas City does when it comes to the corner position and whether or not they they feel comfortable enough with what they already have uh, to go into this season with what they have right now. Or if they're going to be looking at any of the veterans or maybe trying to make a trade to bring in a guy. Uh, that's certainly a possibility. Another thing that we're going to talk about right after the break, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about what LDT did with his contract and how it is looking more and more likely that he's going to be a free agent in 2020, or sorry, in 2021, uh, with his new contract that he just redid with the Chiefs. So when you look at the Patrick Mahomes deal, going back to that real quick, that is going to be a bigger deal because it gives them that fifth year. So right now he's got still two years left on his contract at this point, uh, and then you would have franchise tag years after that. So Kansas City is going to be negotiating from a position of strength a little bit, but you know Kansas City and Brett Beach and Patrick Mahomes all want to get this done. They've all said that they want to get it done, and they all want to take care of Patrick for the long term. So that's definitely going to be where they're looking. It's just going to be a matter of when they're going to be able to get it done. And the really the deal that is going to determine when Pat's deal gets done is probably going to be Chris Jones. Because right now, Chris Jones has a deadline. His deal has to be done by July 15th or if they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. And Brett Veach has stated that he wants to do that. So that is going to determine a little bit of how the Patrick Mahomes situation plays out. 
but that is also going to be something that we're going to be watching over these summer months. Uh, at this point, Brett Beach did say in his interview with PFT that since the draft is done, they can now shift to looking at other things, those other things being contract situations with Patrick and with Chris Jones and uh, other situations and, and maybe looking to add a couple of more players here and there. So we will get into uh, a mailbag in the second segment, but like I said, I do want to talk about the new contract for LDT uh, that is going to guarantee him $3.5 million three and a half million dollars in Kansas City in 2020. Welcome back Chiefs Kingdom and like I said before the break I want to talk about LDT for just a moment and then we will get into the mailbag segment of this show. Uh, LDT did do a contract restructure I think it was right before the draft we finally got the numbers in uh, he has three and a half million dollars guaranteed in 2020. Uh, his salary in 2020 was supposed to be seven million dollars but none of it was guaranteed so he did a restructure and it is guaranteed to be three and a half million dollars uh, that he is guaranteed right now in 2020. What that means though is that he is able to become a free agent in 2021. Uh, they do not have a contract with LDT. It looks like right now, according to Jason OTC, the next two years are avoidable years uh, and right now are just carrying his salary cap uh, proration amount of $4 million in 2021 and 2022, $2 million a year. So if they cut him in 20, or if they don't do anything more with him in 2021, uh, he will have a $4 million cap space hit. Uh, that will be taken in 2021 to get rid of the proration uh, when he becomes a free agent. So that is where it is with LDT right now, and that's going to be something to watch uh, how he plays this season, if he's a starter. If he's going to be a starter, then obviously uh, they will maybe look at a longer-term deal if he plays better than he did in previous years. So let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. I really appreciate the questions from everybody that I got. Uh, so we will start off with Badger Mentality. His question was, what are the biggest differences between DOD and William Gay? Uh, how do you see them fitting in the scheme differently? Honestly, right now, the biggest question to me when it comes to the differences between DOD and Gay is you start looking at the the coaching staff just didn't trust Dorian O'Daniel. Uh, I, we don't really have a lot of information as to why they didn't trust him, but they obviously felt that he wasn't ready to play in this defense and they made a move to go get a player that they feel like he is going to be able to play in this defense and be successful in this defense. So you start looking at, at that, and that is one of the things uh, that really stood out to me in the past because you would have thought that uh, Dorian O'Daniel would have been able to play in this defense with as much as Kansas City has struggled with speed on the field, uh, but he was not able to get on the field. Uh, he ran a 4-6-140, so that isn't the bl a blazing speed. It's pretty good for a linebacker. But when you're looking about gay, at Gay's speed, Gay ran a 4-4-6-40 four, four, uh, time. And at that point, that is really moving. And that is definitely something that you are going to have to watch. Uh, that is one of, I'm sorry, it was a 4-4-6. Four, four, I apologize, it was a 4-4-6 four, four, for Willie Gay Jr. So that is the second 40 fastest 40 yard dash time among linebackers the only other fastest the only other faster one would have been uh, Isaiah Simmons so at this point Kansas City has got a lot of speed to be able to put that linebacker position the question is is whether or not Gay is going to be able to learn the defense can he step in can he be that guy uh, that Kansas City's desperately needed they have needed speed ever since Derek Johnson started slowing down a couple of years ago before he was even cut uh, so that's going to be a big thing for Kansas City's defense. If they can get him in there and he can be one of those guys 
that can cover the linebacker or sorry, cover the tight ends and cover the running backs. That's a fantastic thing for Kansas City, and that's going to be very helpful moving forward for this defense. So I'm hoping that he's going to be able to step in and, and get that down. The question is, is can he step in and can he learn the defense quick enough? I think he can. And I do think that you have a guy in Tyron Matthew who's going to be all about teaching any of these young guys that Kansas City took on the defensive side of the ball because he wants to win and he wants to play well, uh, regardless of what you have in, in terms of the offseason. So the next question that we got was uh, from Max Arkea. Uh, who will be the biggest disappointment this year and who will be the biggest pleasant surprise? You know, I look at this and I have a hard time saying who the biggest disappointment this year is going to be because you start looking at this entire team and most of the team that's going to be returning is going to be guys that played here last year. So it's going to be very hard for me to be disappointed in those guys unless it's a guy that uh, played very well last year and, and took a big step back. Uh, and I don't really see that. The bigger question to me is who's going to step forward. Uh, when it comes to disappointments, though, I guess I will say um, I would worry that it's going to be on the offensive line. Uh, that's the position I would worry that it, you're going to get the biggest disappointment from uh, because that is such there's going to be such a key position keeping Pat healthy. Uh, so I really worry that there's going to be a disappointment on, on the offensive line. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be. Uh, I'm hoping that LDT takes a step forward as opposed to taking a step back. And if he doesn't, uh, then that's going to be an issue. But it wouldn't be the biggest disappointment. The biggest disappointment to me right now could be Reader. Uh, what can he do this season? And if he's not able to protect Patrick Mahomes like we hope, that could be a huge deal uh, with a hole in the middle of the offensive line. Uh, biggest pleasant surprise, honestly, with the way I've seen McCall Hardman work in the offseason in, in different videos, I think he's going to be a big step forward type player this year. I think he is going to take a monster step forward. Uh, the question is, is how do you get him involved in the offense enough to keep him uh, healthy and to keep him used the amount of time that you'd want to use your other playmakers as well? And I think that's going to be something that Kansas is going to have to look at because right now, even if he is becomes a bigger part of the offense, at best, you would think he's going to be the number three option behind Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So that's still uh, a little bit down the list, but I do expect that he's going to take a step forward this season. Next question is from Terrence Tatum. Will the undrafted C free agent CB Davis become the Chiefs' future nickel corner? Also, do you think Snee can become a number one CB? When it comes to Davis, I do think that there's a possibility he could become the future nickel corner in Kansas City. But it's really going to be something to see how he can transition to the NFL. And I don't think it's going to be something that's going to happen this season. I do think that they're going to be looking at fitting in that role. Uh, it's also possible that Snead is going to start in that role. So we'll have to see how how training camp works out, how all these players going into uh, their different situations and roles this year is going to play out, especially when you start talking about not being able to get the practice time that you normally would. Because right now they'd normally be talking to coaches and at least be uh, you know, going back and forth and, and getting some information, getting ready for rookie mini camps uh, that would be coming up this week or next. Uh, and right now they can't do any of that. So it's going to be a big question, and you have to wonder how some of these rookies are going to be dealing with the transition to the NFL from the level they played in college. I do think that it's possible that Davis has a chance to make this roster, uh, especially a corner. But, you know, the big question is, is, you know, they drafted two corners ahead of him before taking him. So you have to think that they really like Snead. They all obviously like Keys. They traded a pick to go get him. So that's going to play into it as well. I do think that you have to start looking at 
uh, you know, who's going to make this roster overall because that's going to be a big question uh, when it comes to who's going to be playing nickel corner or any really corner position in the future for Kansas City uh, because you're going to have a numbers limit that you're going to be able to keep. So I do think that's going to also play into it. Uh, when we get back, we will continue the mailbag, and I want to talk about one of the cuts that wasn't overly surprising to me that Kansas City just made, uh, but what did make me a little sad. So when you start looking at what this roster is made of and, and what they needed to do to be able to sign some of their draft picks, you knew they were going to have to make some moves, and there were going to be some moves that you really wouldn't like. The one that I really didn't like that came out this past week was Dustin Colquitt. I understand why they did it. Uh, he was not very good when it comes to net yardage and punting last year. Uh, he's still a fantastic uh, directional punter, and he's a great guy. And I really wish that the league... You know, didn't have the league didn't have to be this way because he really was one of my favorite players when it came to Kansas City. And I know that sounds weird to talk about a punter that way, but he was always a lot of fun. And when you go to training camp and you're able to say the see the way he interacted with the fans, it was just a lot of fun to see and a lot of uh, it's just going to be something that you're going to miss uh, having that type of personality around. So, you know, Dustin, thank you very much for your time in Kansas City. I really appreciate everything you were able to do, and I'm really happy that Kansas City was able to get you a championship ring uh, so you can, you know, be in the same page with your brother and your dad in that regard. Uh, I think that's a phenomenal thing, and you had a fantastic career. Thank you very much for your time in Kansas City. So we get back to the mailbag, and there are a couple more questions that we need to get to. Um, Jeff, Jeff Shad... Rutch, I'm not sure how if how to pronounce your name. I apologize if I'm butchering it. Who replaces Breland if he isn't available? Does one of the rookies step up, or do we sign a veteran free agent? Uh, I think it's going to matter on how much preseason time they have, how much training camp time they have, uh, and I think they have to really get in and see what they have in the rookies. Uh, they have a lot of rookies that they're going to have between undrafted free agents and the rookies that they drafted because they have two undrafted rookies that they brought in or maybe three and then they still have the two guys that they drafted so you know you're going to have question marks there it's going to be a big thing uh whether or not who's going to be able to replace Breland that's a big question mark right now I, th I think right now as it stands I would think it's going to be Fenton uh are you going to be comfortable with that for four games it's not going to be your ideal situation but I think it's probably what's going to end up happening at least as it is right now maybe they think Snead can step in and start uh, maybe he's going to be a guy that, that can be that type of player that can step in and, and fill that role uh, quickly. But we're just going to have to see how training camp shakes out. Uh, that's going to be a big question mark going into the season. Uh, and it does make it quite, make you question just a little bit more why they didn't draft a corner earlier, even though I understand why they didn't go and get some uh, maybe in, in the first and second round. Because honestly, I didn't like the corners that were still left when Kansas City picked. So you probably would have had to trade up to get somebody else. Next question is uh, from Ben Green. Was there any mention on Breland-related section about him already facing a four-game ban prior to his arrest? I have looked, and I cannot find anything that shows that he was going to have a four-game ban. It seems like some people in the NFL knew. I imagine that Kansas City already knew that he was going to be under a possible suspension for a four-game ban. But that sounds like that was something that happened in February and or, or maybe even earlier that it came out in late February. So it sounds like the team was probably aware of it. Uh, but the question mark really when it comes to Breland and his prior arrest or his pr prior to the arrest is how does the CBA change what the NFL is going to do when it comes to substances, especially when it comes to marijuana? Because they did have a much more lax standard in the new CBA. Is that going to be applied to Breland's case? 
in which case maybe he wasn't going to get a suspension and that was what Kansas City was expecting. But the other side of that is, and I kind of talked about this earlier when it comes to Breland, is because he had that potential looming suspension, that's why he didn't find a market. Uh, that is exactly why he was in a situation where he didn't get a long-term deal like he was expecting to get. Uh, so with that not hitting and that not being uh, something that maybe was public, but it sounds like the NFL knew, because otherwise you would expect that Breland would have gotten some kind of contract, uh, and that just didn't seem to be the case. All right, still got a couple more questions, so i got to speed up a little bit here. Uh, most KC, most underscore KC asks, no real investment in CB position last two years. CBs don't matter. Uh, obviously, CB is a big question mark for this team. People think that it's going to be a big concern going into the season. I think that there are a couple of things Kansas City has looked at. I think that that it's possible Steve Spagnuolo doesn't think it's going to be as big of an issue uh, and he likes what he already has. And I also think that it's possible that Kansas City says, okay, look, we have the best QB in the NFL, we have the best player in the NFL, and we're going to put weapons around him and he's going to be able to take us to the next level regardless of whether or not we have all the positions that we need to have filled. Uh, So that's going to be a big question mark going into next season. Now the other thing that, that this allows you to do is in this situation... Kansas City, if they can get through this season with the CBs that they have, they're going to have more cap space available next year, so maybe they can sign a free agent. Maybe they can sign one of their own guys. Ward's going to have to be somebody that they're going to be looking at doing an extension with if they want him to stay here. So that's definitely going to be something they're going to have to look at in the future. JP Phillips 14 asked, Have you ever checked out any of Mitch and the Kitsch shows? Are you going to try to make any of his meals? I honestly have to tell you, I am not. I'm not a big cook. Uh, that's definitely something that's going to be something I'm going to be looking at necessarily uh, more in the summertime, but it's not something I've looked at to this point. KVB369 asked, I've done some research uh, with Martinez Rankin and Daryl Williams uh, playing left tackle and left guard respectively. How much does their familiarity help both going into training camp? I think it helps both of them. I think Rankin is maybe one of the guys that they're expecting to be a starter on the offensive line, whether it's at left guard or uh, you know maybe even right guard, even though I think it's LDTs to lose right now. Uh, and I think Daryl Williams is going to be a guy that maybe is going to be somebody that's just going to be a backup this year, but could be a starter in two years or maybe even a starter late in the season. It's just really going to depend. The bigger question is, is how do these guys, uh, how is the chemistry when you get in to training camp and you actually are able to do things and you're able to put on pads? And are these people, are these Two players, I apologize, going to be able to step in and know the offense well enough to be able to protect your number one guy, Patrick Mahomes. I think both of them, I think Martinez Rankin is going to be somebody they're going to be looking at uh, continuing to be a starter going forward. At least in my mind, that's where I think that they're going to use him. Uh, And then Daryl Williams is going to be started that maybe could be there in 2021 if you're looking at maybe LDT leaving after this season. Last question is from George the Chief. Will the Jet continue to do most of the kick and slash punt returns, or will they try and move him off that role like they did Hill? Will CEH fill in uh, someone else? Honestly, at this point right now, I expect that you're going to continue to see Hardman being the uh, returner because he is so good at it. And right now, he's not going to be stepping into the number two wide receiver role in Kansas City. I think that's still going to be Sammy Watkins. So I do think that they will continue to use him on kick and punt returns, at least for this season. Uh, It's possible that if something happens to Watkins and he goes down, 
then they will be moving somebody else into that position. I don't think it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, but I could be wrong in that regard. I think it would be interesting to see what he could do at that position. Uh, and I do think that Kansas City likes him, and, and maybe that's how they use him to start off his career. That's it for us today. Thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.